music. Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us Mike C-Rock Sirocco, the CEO of People Building Incorporated. Mike, how you doing? What's happening, Dan? Hey, man, thank you for having me. I always start every interview I go to with gratitude because it's meant the world to me. It's changed my life, and I just want to you know, let you know that I'm thankful to be here, and thank you for the audience for showing up today. Hey, listen, we are thankful for you being here, so much, much appreciated. So we got a lot of interesting things to talk about. I have a feeling this episode is going to be a little bit different than, than most of our episodes, which is awesome. Before we get into that, though, I want to know about you, Mike. So if you could tell our viewers, who is Mike C-Rock Sirocco? Yeah, man, I'm just a, a guy that grew up around a lot of broken people that didn't want to accept the excuses that they, the people told themselves, the reasons that the people said that they were screwed up. I just never wanted to accept that, and I never wanted to go down that road. So I really paid attention a lot to what those people did and realized that that's not the route I wanted to take. And you know, I wanted to help people, and I wanted to start building people. So from a young age, I understood that. My mom, when I was three years old, uh, told me I was going to inspire people and lead people, and that imprinted and programmed something in me. Love it. That every decision and everything that I, I I made and action I took always led in that direction for some reason. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's really good. And I, I like what you said about you know being having that impression from a young age. I think that it's so important to give over those positive messages to people because that's something that's going to stay with you for a lifetime. And who knows how many people you're going to impact because of that message. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I have a mission that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And that means, you know, all people. So all people would mean there's billions of people. So I'm trying to reach big numbers with what I'm trying to do here. And uh, absolutely, I look at that. One life is important to change, but why not do millions? There you go. Love it. Love it. So look, I see behind you, C-Rock, what are you made of? So I'm going to ask you that question. Mike, what are you made of? Uh, there's the other answer over, over, over there too, rocket fuel. You know, I, I learned a, a formula and I created a law out of it. It's called the rocket fuel law. If you okay. can figure out a way to take all setbacks, discouraging people's comments and hate and your own screw-ups and doubt and fear, if you can store all that stuff in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, like most people do, you become unstoppable because you can convert it into rocket fuel for your future. And so I'm made of rocket fuel. And I will tell you, Dan, that there is a point in everyone's life if they keep pressing forward or you get enough confidence that you stop using that toxicity as your rocket fuel and you start using things in your future that you see your vision to pull you forward and thrust you forward. So I'm made of rocket fuel. Love it. That is awesome. I think that you that's an incredible point. When someone can take those setbacks and turn them into rocket fuel and just use that to power forward until they get to that point where they're not even looking back anymore. They're only looking forward. That's just an incredible way to live life. So kudos to you for being able to transform that into, into rocket fuel. So tell me a little bit about your core purpose. Yeah, so all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So I've came up with that because of, you know, being around a lot of drug addicts, alcoholics, suicide, you know, growing up, I didn't choose that life, right? But what I did choose was what I was going to take from it, how I was going to use it. And I was not okay, as I mentioned before, with people living their lives, lives like that if I had something to do with it. So I came up with this core mission that I can filter everything through. When I wake up in the morning, and, and to be quite honest and transparent, this week I have had like a head cold, just didn't feel like it, like, you know, just allergies kicking me in the ass a little bit. And I just pressed through anyway. 
because mm-hmm. my mission is I need to keep going. I need to exemplify what it means to be unstoppable. And so that helps me with my decisions, my actions, my words, uh, and, and guides me. And so that I can be that example for other people. Awesome. So look, you said some interesting things about using setbacks and putting them in your tank instead of putting them in your trunk and then using them as rocket fuel. And that's awesome. But I think that for someone who doesn't know you, I would love for you to explain a little bit more about how you actually take those setbacks and, and, and put them in the tank and then use them as rocket fuel. Because to me, it's like, okay, take your setbacks, put them in the tank. Now it's rocket fuel. Boom. But there's got to be some steps in between. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, first of all, when you're in an adversity, the closer in proximity you are to something bad happening, you're not going to get this law and understand it. So those people, if that's you or if people you know, they need hope. First of all, they need because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're in an adversity, chaos, confusion. So for those people, we need to get them hope. We need to show them that, hey, look, keep pressing through. Nothing is permanent except for death until we're plucked from this planet. We keep going yep. and understand that part. Now, once you get out of that or you're not in an adversity, it's a proactive approach to understand that everything that happens to you is part of life. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to live life, then don't live life. But if you're, you're here to live on this planet. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. Anything that comes your way is used. It's it's a resource given to you. It's an opportunity to learn or to use as fuel. Now, it's never, ever, ever meant to put you in a situation that that keeps you down. It's never that way. It's only that way because we've been conditioned all of our lives as we grow up. Life happens. People happen. People talk. People try to keep people down. And we're basically programmed in the wrong way a lot of times, even in school, to use those things and or, to, as excuses for reasons sure. why we're not successful. So it's a mindset thing. It's a proactive mindset mindset thing that you need to understand going forward. Now, again, when I told, talked about crossing that line to using your future to pull you forward, you still have to have a proactive approach to understand that there's going to be things coming your way. But I think crossing that line is really when you start to understand that nothing that comes your way is bad for you. It's all good. It's all for learning or fuel. And once you understand that concept, then you start to pull forward from your future. That's a great attitude. And I hope that our viewers really take a moment to let that sit in because really the way that you approach your life, I mean, you're the the illustrator, you're the, the, the orchestrator, you can take those situations and do whatever you want with them. And, and I love this. Take those situations and use them as rocket fuel. Very cool. Love it. Love it. So look, I would be curious if you'd be willing to share some of your setbacks with our viewers and talk to us specifically about how you bounced back from those. Yeah, one particular I tell quite often is uh, I grew up around a, you know, a broken family. I don't remember, remember my parents together. Uh, did the child support custody battle thing, conflicts with step-parents coming into the mix and their agenda, and jealousy and all that stuff gets taken out on the kids at some point it Mm -hmm. dribbles down to the kids and the kids are like well i I didn't ask to be in this situation right so when i was eight years old i lived with my mom up until that point and my mom was moving on to her third marriage and i decided that i didn't want to move into another man's house and learn another man's rules so i decided to try my dad's house out and he was moving on to his second marriage and so i went on and my mom let me go i broke her heart later on she told me that she would cry herself to sleep because her baby you know i was her first child that you know, I left and I can't imagine my kids leaving like that. But I, I went on a journey and for three years living with my dad from eight to 11, it was a very abusive uh, situation. You know, my stepmom and mom had issues. It was taken out on me. I was threatened. I slept with a baseball bat at night. Wow. And so as a young kid, I was put in a situation. Now, I know there's worse situations, but it's a situation that 
is not ideal, obviously. So at some point I realized it was not ordinary and I needed to speak up. So around 10 years old, I was like, I got to get out of here. I told my mom, she filed court papers. Long story short, my dad, my hero, he was a Mason, had a successful masonry business. He had big forearms and rough hands. Used to carry a wad of $100 bills around in his pocket with a rubber band around it. If you guys know Italian people and construction workers, they don't carry a wallet. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, he was my hero. And when he, when he got these court papers delivered that he saying that I wanted to leave his house, he couldn't wrap his head around it. He was kind of in denial about the abuse that was going on. My mom didn't have any money. She had her third marriage. He, he, he reminded me of these things. And I just remember my mom saying, hey, stick to your guns. If, if I'm going to do this for you, you cannot leave me out hanging out to dry. This is serious stuff. They're going to try to talk you out of it. When you believe in things in life, people are going to try to talk you out of it. Stick to your guns. So I remember her saying that, and I, and I just said to my dad, I'm not up for discussion on this. I made my mind up. Wow. He said, okay. So he takes that wad of $100 bills around that he always used to carry around and uh, peeled one off, crumpled it up, and threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And the first thought that went through my mind is like, what did I do? Like, and you take it upon yourself, like, oh man, what did I do now? And you know, then very quickly after that, I realized that, you know what, this is a challenge and I'm not gonna let him win. He's not gonna dictate my future. I'm gonna cause and create futures. And that is the first setback that I can really remember that I've driven off of for 30 some years. Toxic as it may be, I'm to the point now where obviously I'm, my future is pulling me forward, but I still, you know, I still visit that occasionally. So at that moment, how did you bounce back from such an emotionally intense situation at such a young age? You know, I think that, uh, you know, I had a great support system when I went to my mom's, her third husband ended up being a great mentor, father to me. His name was George. He's since passed away of a heart attack in 2019, but he was there for me. Now he was a hard man. He never hit us or anything like that, but he was hard on us. Deep voice. When he got passionate about something, man, he laid into you. And he taught us right from wrong, how to be accountable, how to show up, how to treat ladies, and how to be respectful. And I think that was a huge key in that moment because I could have went down a wrong road um, very easily, like a lot of people do when their fathers leave their lives. And so I think George was – his name was George. It was, he was instrumental in, in, uh, in where I am today. Wow, that's great. Well, good for you for bouncing back and taking that and using it as rocket fuel. So, you know, I've heard you talk about this concept of proactive resiliency, and I would love for you to share with our, our viewers, what is proactive re resiliency and how has it specifically helped you? Well, it goes back to what I was saying about the rocket fuel law. Like, actually, resiliency is really not my favorite word because you think about resiliency, the definition is going back to your original form after mm -hmm. something happens, right? And I don't know anybody that really wants to go back to their original form if they go back somewhere. They want to go past it. Sure. They want to blast through it. Thrust is a must, I say. You got to thrust <laughs> through it. So resiliency, you know, I use that word period of time because it was the best description of, you know, comebacks. But I think that, you know, we, we need to think about going further and becoming something new. You know, we don't go through bad times or rough times to be the same person. The reason that it's happening to us is that we're supposed to change and grow. And so proactive obviously means being prepared and, and, and handling it ahead of time. And that's this understanding of this concept. My life's never been the same, Dan, since I've understood this. Wow. That's, that's pretty powerful. So listen, you've been through a lot. You're inspiring a lot of people. You're doing great things. I see you know, that you could have gone one way, but you chose to use those examples, those setbacks, to propel you in a different direction. So being that you've had such incredible life experiences, I'd love if you could share with our viewers your top three pieces of advice. 
Top three, uh, very simple. I use the three C's. The first one is clarity. You know, life is short. And the great thing about life is we get to choose what kind of life we want to live. And 95% of people don't know what kind of life they would want. They don't think about it. They just go and drift along each day, waking up Mm -hmm. in the morning. So clarity is the first thing. Getting really clear on what you really want out of life, no limitations, and actually visualize it. From there, the next thing I always talk about is commitment. You have to commit to it. At this point, you have an idea of what you want. Now it's time to make the decision to do whatever it takes to commit to it. And nothing happened in my life without commitment. Anything big, anyway. The third C is consistency. And I talk about this all the time. Consistency means that you do it all the time. doesn't matter how you feel. doesn't matter if it's hard. You do it all the time. And I have the formula, consistency is greater than your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always like to get, you know, talk about getting 100% participation from yourself by doing it when it's hard and doing it when you don't feel like it because you know you're going to do it the other times. And so my three pieces of advice are the three C's. It's clarity, commitment, and consistency. Love it. Those, that's great advice. And, you know, when you were talking about the first one, especially clarity, I think that's so important because when someone doesn't have clarity, there's so much energy, so much rocket fuel that's burned off going nowhere, right? Once somebody has that clarity, then they can put their mind to doing what they know they want to do. And then exactly like you said, commitment and consistency, I feel like once you have that clarity and you know what you need to do, it's just a matter of sticking to it and getting the job done. Yeah, Dan, one thing I missed on that first one, and a lot of people miss, is you need to have clarity of where you currently are. Mm-hmm. Assessment leads to elevation. If you don't know where you are at point A, you don't know the distance it's going to take to get to point B. So how do you know how to bridge that gap if you don't know where you are? So very important. People don't assess their, their finances. People don't assess their, their health, their relationships. I do mine daily. I, I, every, at the end of every day, I look and say, okay, how could I have been better in my relationships? How did I do spending and making money? How did I do with my working out and my diet? How did I do with my communication? I, I go through this every day because I'm, I'm obsessed with making sure it's on point. And so uh, just something to keep in mind as well is assess and be clear on where you are currently. There's no question about it. So look, we've got about three and a half minutes left. You've already provided some tremendous value to our viewers. What other messages do you want to leave them with? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, we are all naive to think that we were put on this planet, each and every one of us, with a limited capability in our minds, our thoughts, um, you know, and, and our intellect. And so I just want everybody to really I'll challenge everybody to start thinking bigger. Start thinking and understanding that you're not playing a big enough game right now. You may be comfortable. You may be scared to move forward and, and, and do something different. But I want to challenge you today to start thinking, like, am I playing a big enough game? Was I put here just to do what I'm doing now? You know, and I was thinking that uh, Sharon Lecter was on Clubhouse this morning, and she sold 34 million books. Wow. And I didn't get a chance to talk to her. She's a friend of mine. I, I was going to say something in there just to be kind of like a smart ass and say, is that a big enough game for you, Sharon? <laughs> but even her, like it doesn't matter to what level, where, where, small, big, we all can play a bigger game. So I just want to leave you with that thought. That's amazing, and you're absolutely right. And listen, I brought C-Rock on the show because I knew he would challenge you guys. And independent of what industry you're in, it really all starts with mindset and mentality. And 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 the fact that you know you can take your setbacks and your experiences and turn them into rocket fuel, that should be motivation for everybody here. And and like C-Rock just mentioned about thinking big, what I've noticed personally in my life is that my results are are merely uh, you know an, the outcome that is based on my level of thinking, right? If I have a limited inner belief, I'm going to have limited results. The moment that I 
unburden myself and I take those limiting inner beliefs away and set myself up internally, right, with that message of positivity and success, whatever I think in my mind, that's what I achieve. And I just want everyone who's watching this to understand that you are the key to your own success. You have the power to unlock where you're going to be by taking care of your own inner dialogue and creating something internally that's going to yield to the results that you're looking for. Yeah, 100%. And Dan, let me just tell you that uh, with this big think I've done in the last couple of years, you know, I wrote a book called Rocket Fuel. It's out now on Amazon. And I got Grant Cardone to write the forward. He's never written a forward for a book before. While I was starting to write the book, I said, I'm going to get Grant Cardone to write the forward for this book because he's been a big, big impact in my life. Sure. Now, it wasn't free. I spent 75 grand to have him write the forward for the book. I didn't spend my own money on it, by the way. I got people to help me with it. And I just found a way. Now, I had the money, but I didn't want to spend my own money. But I found the way. I think big. Now, that mm -hmm. 75 grand is going to turn into millions with some things we're working on right now. So if I didn't make that move and I didn't have that thought, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I just want to encourage people. I'm not just talking this game. I'm running with it myself. And if you want to watch me do it so that you can be inspired by it, engage with me, follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you want, because I want to encourage and inspire everyone every single day I wake up. Love it. Well, hey. Mike, C-Rock, Sirocco, thank you so much for joining us. You added a whole lot of value to our viewers, and I think you really did a great job of opening up their mind to the future possibilities. Thanks for having me, Dan. Appreciate it, man. My pleasure. Well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top, and I'll look forward to seeing you soon.